Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get into this. I don't want to waste any time. Big, big announcement was made. I'm sure you guys probably heard about it. It's not a rumor. It's true. Um, yes, everything that you heard is true. Market Mondays, the legendary Market Mondays will be at MSG. Yes. On Black Friday weekend Sunday, 11-27, November 27th, 7 p.m. History will be made. New York City, Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a night to remember. It's going to be a historical night, sold out show, financial literacy, Madison Square Garden. Um, we will be having some special guests that we may announce or we may not announce. You never know. We probably announce some, but then we probably yeah. won't announce some some others. Listen, Hulu may tell everyone. Yes, sir. Exactly. They were so excited that they had to put it out before they yeah, they, leaked, they leaked the album. Oh, wow. I got a couple of DMs. Yeah, we know this is the 27th. Yes, this is Sunday. This is Sunday. Market Monday is, is, is a show itself, but it travels. So Monday, we'll be back right here on YouTube. Absolutely. But Sunday, 27th of November, 
history will be made in the garden. We hope. Well, if you if you ever watch Market Monday, then you know the live show was never on Monday. We did a live show at the Apollo on Friday. Mm-hmm. We did a live show in Houston, which was on a Saturday. So now we're going to do our third live show, which is on Sunday. So Market Monday, even though the name of it is Market Monday, does it? It's a brand, so it's like it's not necessarily that the only thing that could ever happen is on Monday. So the live shows, you know, can happen any day of the week. It's just the name. The name of the show is Market Mondays. Yeah, don't take it too literally. Yeah, and I can't lie. The live shows are, I think we could say way better. I mean, YouTube Fire, great advice, man. It's not. It's not even close. It's not even close. The live shows are so much better. The energy is so much better. The it's just a different level and. I'm definitely it's New York City. I won't I won't reach deep in my bag, my financial planning bag. I haven't really I haven't really spoke a lot about like different things in a while, but I'm you definitely 30 minutes. What are we doing? Oh, oh come on. That's 30. You got 30. All right. I'm, I'm definitely gonna, gonna, gonna give a lot of information in New York on that day because that's special. That's a special stage. So, you know, yes, if you've never been to a live show. You're doing yourself a, tri- a tremendous disservice, and it's a vibe too. Like it's actually fun, musical performances, people's just great networking. Also, that's another thing. You know, you have you in a room with five thousand people, and you get to you know network. Just like in Vast Fest, you never know who you're gonna run into. <laughs> a lot of good networking takes place, and you never know who you're gonna run into if you're in the right room. So, Market Mondays Live, yeah. New York City. Do not miss it. I, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, this is going to be one of them ones. Tickets will sell out fast. We're going to put the link in the uh, description of this video. The link is on our website under the MSG tab, Market Mondays at MSG. Get your tickets. Get them early. Don't pull an invest fest where the oh. week of you're trying to call every single person that you know. Their phone get- will be off. We don't got, them. We don't got them. Everybody in Red Panda, Abdullah, turn your phone off. Jaleel. Try shot, turn your phone off. Yes. You know, you talk, about, you talk about being in the right room. You know what Ken's talking about? Who's that? Aaron Johnson. Yeah. Aaron Johnson was in the right room. He was in the right room when we went to Tulsa. So we, you know, we commemorated the the, the 20, the 100 year uh, anniversary of the massacre on Black Wall Street. And Aaron Johnson was in that room when we did it live in Tulsa. And he was also in the room in the Vest Fest. And his story was so compelling that we said, you know what? We need to sit down with you. Like, you're doing something very, very incredible. Yeah. And so that led to him having an actual episode on Earn Your Leaders. So shout out to AJ, um, just a passionate, passionate dude. And uh, the world's going to see, they're they going to see. But that's that's just part the power of being in proximity of people who are doing great things. And I'm sure that's happened at InvestFest in any event that we've ever had, that you found your partner or you found a business idea or you found an investor just because you were sitting next to somebody. And that, that's just a powerful testament to the being in the right place all the time. I know I say it, but our audience really is always in the right place at the right time. And you never know who you're going to run into. We told the story about Dan Cathy and I'm sure other people ran into him. Um, but these are, these are situations you got to present for yourself, right? You got to be positioned and you got to be ready when that, that opportunity comes. I had a young man come up to me from my neighborhood and uh, he had a business proposal. And so, you know, just being from the neighborhood, I said, let me listen to it. And I'm asking him questions about the business. And he was like, yeah, I don't have the answers right now. I'm like, well, you're not ready. This, isn't, this, this idea is not ready. Now, you have the luxury of knowing me, and I can tell you this, but you got to be, you got to have that picture yeah. ready. Point, because you never know who you're going to run into. You never know the room you're going to be in, and you never know who's ready to actually hear and actually take, uh, activate or execute on the information that you're saying. They may want to invest in it. So you always got to be ready in those rooms, too. Yeah. So 
And let, let's be, let's be honest. Whenever opportunity comes, it's never at the time we're most prepared. That's why, even with the story that we can't tell, it's a good lesson of how much content she created. I mean, she's been in the industry what twenty years. Yep, been been on fire the last maybe three or four. Comes to an event, gets connected, power of networking. Like you never know when your opportunity is going to come. So I'm begging you. Please be ready because I hate for you to run, run into Bob Johnson or yeah. Tyler Perry. And you're like, oh, I got a play idea or a movie idea, but I had a script with me. It's like, Phew. won't see Tyler again. Sorry. Right. Got to be prepared. That's definitely. Definitely. So, all right. Um, so, early leadership big episode this week. Uh, AJ Johnson, speaking of AJ Johnson, he's an interesting guy. He has a, he has three um, grocery stores in North Tulsa. Very important industry. Uh, we talk about food, we talk about nutrition, we talk about food deserts. So North Tulsa with Black Wall Street was, um, you know, a historic district and a food desert within itself, very poor neighborhood for a variety of different reasons. But he has a mission to change that. So he put, um, he put a grocery store in, in, in North Tulsa, it's done very well, and now he's opening two other grocery stores. Um, and it's called Oasis. And the thing about it is community-based grocery store where they have uh, events, um, they have music, they have local um, entrepreneurs that make food inside the grocery store. It's a real community vibe. And, you know, it's something that's important because when you think about food, it's the most essential thing in life outside of, like, air, oxygen. Like, you have to eat, and we don't control the food. So he explained to us as far as, like, food co-ops where grocery stores get their food from profit margins of grocery stores, uh, food deserts, uh, the whole industry of food, why we need more black farmers. It was a very interesting conversation and very, very um, important conversation. So mm-hmm. something that we have not covered yet, something that was a dope conversation. So that'll be out tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody in Tulsa. Um, very, very uh, insightful. Yeah, a lot to learn from the episode. Uh, we call it, I'm going to call it a fresh food market anymore. I'm not going to call it a grocery store. It's going to be a fresh mm-hmm. food market. And the amount of passion that he has, you'll see it evident when you watch the episode and when you listen to it, you're going to hear the passion from him because he just wants to add value to people's lives. And it, it's very clear um, through, through speaking to him on the camera, off camera. That's his mission in life. And it's more than just buying food. There's a whole education process. So, you know, financial literacy is something that's big. And so he's teaching financially he's teaching health he's teaching all these things by creating community from the place that they know that the community has to go every not if not once a week at least twice a week um to to commune and that's really what it is they, they call it you got this thing called soulful sunday because it feels like you know what this is communion this is where community meets um so he's a powerful dude it's a powerful episode like you said it's something that we haven't covered and i'm glad we got the chance to. all right so check that out very important Yeah, really quick, Troy, you took the words out of my mouth. The um, thing about him, I ran into him maybe three or four times in Atlanta. His energy is amazing. And it was interesting to see him, like, talk about a story, not pitch. And I'm like, damn, like, what can we do to me and Trap was like, what can we do to be involved? So I'm glad he's going to be on the episode with you guys uh, tomorrow. Everybody check that out. Yeah, very important. Troy, disclaimer. Uh, Well, before we get to the same, let me tell you about a good place. Uh, to invest or put your money, right? We got a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our community. Ally is giving our market money viewers and listeners a special offer on ally.com slash UIL 
so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's allied.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Security products and services are offered through Ally Invest Security LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Shout out to the folks over there, Ally. And of course, y'all know how this works. This is the disclaimer. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important you do your own analysis. For making any incident based on your own personal circumstances, you should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show in which you rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is the best book. You've got a good brother that earned your lease and a good brother in Delaware at the Master Investment. So we appreciate you. And, and uh, any anything uh, you want to say before we get started? Um, Stock Club tomorrow at 9.30. Tune into the episode tomorrow of EYL. Um, amazing episode. Health is wealth. That's one of the things that he stressed the most. And get your tickets for InvestFest Euro and Market Mondays in Madison Square Garden. Yes. We even talk about InvestFest Euro. We'll talk about that later on. Um, all right. Let's talk about this. The market woke up and the market was in shambles. Now, yes. over 400 points on the wake up. Um, okay, so... <laughs> So <laughs> it was a nice rally for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So what does what does this mean? Does it mean um that it's over? Uh, how should we be looking at this? What's going to happen? Like, what's the deal? Um, <clears throat> solid week last week. Um, now we're going to have a little pullback for a few days. One quick tip to know how the market is going to perform going into the week. If you look at the Sunday session at 5 p.m. Central or tune in to CNBC's app, the futures market will tell you what happened. So at the open yesterday, the market fell and it got down a little bit. Also, expiration ended Friday. So that's another reason the volume started to pick back up. Um, and now because investors are a little bit worried about the economy and overall, uh, we are seeing a little bit of a slight drop. Don't be afraid, it's still August. August historically is a slower month. Um, I always tell the story of August 24, 2015, like was one of my biggest days in the market. Um, so just be careful. September and October will start to pick back up. Um, but this week we should have a little bit of a pullback. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to say that as far as volume, um, people forget that Fridays are usually expiration days. So I know people look at yeah. Friday, like, wait, we're the first time in five weeks, we've had a losing week. So that's interesting, but you just got, like I said, just be patient with it. Again, the summertime is usually when value decreases. That's just historically. Um, and we're, 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 midway, we're midway through uh, the third quarter. And so, yeah. you know, again, be patient because we know what the fourth quarter does, especially in the, the company that we talk about, a lot of the tech companies usually have the strongest quarters in the first or the fourth or depending on, you know, their cycle, the first uh, for like a company like Apple. So, you know, this is not something that we should be surprised by. We've, we've seen it happen. I remember in, in, in August 2020 when we, we saw a nice little run and then we had a great pullback at the top of mm -hmm. September. So history, you know, we should use that as a catalyst to say, all right, well, this is where we got to make it from. If we want to go back further, again, look at how historically things trade over the summer months. That's a slowdown. But, you know, when, when we see a pullback like this, again, it's another opportunity. If you're starting, it's like, all right, well, this is something I can now get to the, the points that I like. Uh, I can get back to the support levels or resistance levels and use that to my advantage. So you, you should take it as a learning opportunity or an investment opportunity. Once again, and remember at the end of 2020, after COVID hit and then the market rallied, everyone's like, man, I wish. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had an opportunity to get it at a low price. Now we're having consecutive weeks or months of being able to get in at these prices. Uh, please enjoy them. Because once the like economic tide turns, this election cycle ends, and I, I talked about it in the presentation, but um, six months after the election, the volatility usually ends, and we start to see a upswing. So for those of you that are looking to hold for two or three years, you will be a okay. Okay, so let's talk about this. AMC shares uh, tank as rival warns of bankruptcy. Uh, is it now a good time to invest in AMC? It's tough. Like, because, okay, let's be very honest. I know when it comes to meme stocks, I'm normally like, don't touch them. It's really hard to bet against AMC, maybe at 14 bucks or so. If you're looking to invest for the long term, you can hold it. Um, but I don't see people going into theaters. And I know... They're doing something very interesting in terms of the ape rollout to be able to um, no comment on the ape thing this time. Not <laughs> no comment from me. Um, very interesting business model to get more liquidity into the business. Um, I just don't see people going going into AMC. I would recommend it as a swing trade. So if you're looking to get in between twelve and fourteen bucks and you want to ride it up, great. I wouldn't hold it maybe for a five year period unless. Like the economic landscape for AMC pans out to be better. But I'm going to be honest, it's hard to get people to watch a lot of normal content, let alone going to a movie theater right now. Um, I will put a hold on this for a long term, but I will say it would be a decent swing trade. Yeah, the numbers show it too, right? So the, the three major uh, theater uh, firms in, in the country are AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. And so mm -hmm. if you look at the numbers for this year, compared to 2019 pre pandemic, I think we've done, I think the number's like 5 billion. Well, actually, the poll two in 2019, like I said, pre-pandemic, the number for almost at the end of the summer was like 12 billion. That's crazy. So you're talking about less than half of, of the amount of income coming into theaters, taken to the fact that the ticket prices are now more, but people are just not going at the same way. And the movies that they thought would be blockbusters haven't mm -hmm. really been blockbusters. Yeah. Right? They, they, and we had this conversation about what is a blockbuster. Well, I always look at it like, had to hit a billion dollars in revenue. And so like Top Gun has been the only blockbuster, quote unquote, if that's the criteria. Other movies like, you know, Marvel, they thought Thor would be a blockbuster, but that didn't really stay. And they thought, you know, maybe something like Toy Story could, um, not Toy Story, but um, Buzz Lightyear could be a blockbuster movie. And it just hasn't hit. And a lot has to do with streaming. Right? Right. Like we can't discount the, the impact that streaming has on people going to the theaters. When I know in a contract, 30 days after it's in the theater, I can now watch it in my home. Yeah. If I have to just wait, I can just, you know, pay one price and watch it with my entire family as a thing 
you know, $100 for a family of four to go see it in the comfort of my own home. So it's going to be tough. I, I, I'm i not I'm not big on AMC um, for those a number of reasons alone, but going down the line of where the growth is going to happen, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. They got to be pretty innovative. I remember uh, in 2019, I think Regal had a card, I think for 50 bucks a month, you can watch unlimited movies. Right. Um, AMC may need to do something similar. Now with the fan base they do have with that eight uh, fan base, they may be able to monetize, but they need to roll that out really fast. And like you said, I mean, I watched Top Gun last Wednesday at home. Amazing movie. I don't think it was going to be that good. I, I feel bad for not going to see it in the theaters. But like you said, if I can wait 30 days or 45 days and watch it at home, what incentives do I have? So I think for companies that have physical brick and mortar stores, you're really going to have to figure out more incentives to, to get people to leave their home and come into your store. Yeah, it was Regal, right? They had the, I believe it was that the, the three month subscription. I should have like, got it. And it was unlimited films, but it only could go like at certain times. Like you Yeah, you have to go, go like when, out. yeah, yeah. I think from 10 to two or something like that. Yeah, so. and never on the premiere day or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're in Hollywood right now. So the landscape has definitely changed when you look at film. It went from movie theater, well, it went from like blockbuster, movie theater era, DVD era, streaming mm-hmm. era. But what's next? That's the next. That's the question. That's I'm what I want to ask you. You transitioning, Hollywood yeah. shoddy, right? What, what's <laughs> next? For... That's the question. That's a question that people have to start asking because nothing lasts forever. And um, okay, we're in streaming, but we've been in streaming for a while now. Mm-hmm. So at some point, there's gonna be something after streaming. So I think that the companies that can, you know, already start to plan for that will be, you know, ahead of the curve. Um, and that's a conversation worth having. Like, what is the next form of entertainment after streaming? I, I think we tapped into it, but I want to say it too early. Um, do you think the content houses like Netflix, or I know some people hated my Netflix take, but currently have $27.7 billion worth of liabilities. Um, if How much longer do you think Netflix and companies such as Netflix can continue to pay $100 million for a series? For people to binge watch it in a weekend and never return to it before that model turns over it's gonna be it's not not too long it's gonna be difficult yeah it's gonna be difficult and that's why those companies like disney have such a uh strong advantage because you know when you talk about vertical integration they're not just relying on content so when you look mm-hmm. at disney you have the theme parks you have the cartoons you have marvel you have con- so now it's like yes exactly sports so now Instead of just, you know, one missile, you got 10 missiles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Netflix is a great company, one of the best companies ever created, but it's still kind of difficult to compete with somebody that has so much in its arsenal. Yeah. And like, so I say that to say Apple. I know we always harp on Apple, but I think the next content um, giant... Mega power. Yeah, I think Apple will be a, a mega power and not just space just because they have so much cash at the disposal and so much resources at the disposal. Everybody, well, not everybody, but the vast majority of people, especially in America, have iPhones. Yeah. So they have a tremendous advantage already built in with the iPhone. I think they're still figuring out how to actually make that work as far as their content space is concerned, but they're working on it. And um, that's something that they already have a tremendous advantage in that space. So I think Apple is something that, you know, 
it's interesting to watch when it comes to the the content wars because a lot of people are not really talking about Apple, yeah. but you know the streaming companies at some point they're gonna they're gonna have to transition their business model. And I think that one of the reasons why Apple may not be pushing so hard into streaming is that they're already thinking about the next leg of content. And maybe they're already saying, okay, we really can't win the streaming war, but we can potentially win the next war coming. And if those Apple glasses come out, go ahead, Troy. No, I was going to say they're going for it. They just won an Academy Award for Best Picture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They've won Emmys for um, the the Good Morning America. Um, They're in the space, but like you said, they have the ability to literally dominate the space. It's about how they want to go about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, That that is Apple is is always, you got to keep your eyes. I mean, with Tim Cook being there as a great operator, like he's always looking at, I mean, and I hate to say it, every company that we invest in, we have to look to see what the net profit is. Like we haven't even mentioned, and I said it last week, if Google, who has a better profit margin, like they get all their content on YouTube for free. What a genius business model. What if they revive Breaking Bad and throw Breaking Bad 50 million and say, hey, put it on YouTube. Would that not be a top show? So when I'm saying Netflix is paying too much and we've seen it with SoFi, we're seeing it now with Evergrande, there isn't an amount of money that you can have. We're seeing it with China. We'll talk about that later in the presentation. There isn't an amount of money that you can have that you cannot overspend and go into debt. So you have to keep your eyes on how much you are spending. Avoid lifestyle creep in your personal finances, but also in your business. I uh, like Netflix as a, a company, but when you're spending that much money on content and people are complaining about spending 13 bucks to watch $15 billion worth of movies, you have a horrible business proposition that isn't going to last long. But shout out to Apple. And, and they missed the opportunity for live sports. Like that's a big one. They missed the, they missed the opportunity. And it, it may not seem like much, but Amazon getting uh, baseball contracts. They had, uh, they got Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. They missed, like Disney already has Hulu under the umbrella. They have ESPN under the umbrella. So, I mean, the number one thing watched in the country is always the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Well, it's usually sporting events, right? Most people gather around to watch those things. So the opportunity to have that, I mean, they, they missed or, the part Or even college sports. Like, how have you not, Huh? Went there. There are certain markets that are going to be everlasting that are always going to have support. So I think, yeah, it was a huge mistake to be able to miss out on that. It would have been great if they would have been been able to get right to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, they have to restructure. And I know they're trying to make a move into gaming. It's a little bit too late. You have some fierce competitors in Apple gaming, Microsoft, Sony, PlayStation. It's kind of tough. Kinda and tough. I, I also think that um, you know, it's one of these things where. Netflix, you know, you have to pay. It's a subscription-based model, right? But mm-hmm. but in history, the free content has always been the most valuable. If you really think about it, like even if you look at TV, like NBC, ABC, Fox, that's where the giants play. Like, of course, you know, HBO, Cinemax, things of that nature. But I look at it like, and the best companies do a combination of both. So if you look at, you know, Disney, yeah, they have, you know, uh, ESPN Plus, and they have these different streaming services, and even ESPN might not be part of your basic package, but uh, you know, when you have ABC, different things of that nature, so it's like our Elysia, we have content, 
that is free. Most of our content is free. If you want your handheld and you want more, you know, it's direct guidance, one-on-one guidance, then EYL University is a subscription. Red Panda, same thing, right? Where you have Market Mondays, which is free. So now the best business model is a combination of both. That's the That's best. Might clip that up. Here's <laughs> the business. I mean, Terrence came and said it when we were in Miami. It's like, even with AMC, if Breaking Bad and Walking Dead were behind a paywall, they would have died in season two. You have yeah. to have a free way to drive them in and then back it up with a subscription on the back end. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and like I said, you know, when you, when you look at a company like Disney, they've done it. They've done it. And I don't think people even pay attention to that. Like they have free most of the, a lot of, most of their content is free, but then they have pay as well. So I think, you know, Apple is, is going to follow that business model. And that's the part that Netflix is going to struggle because once you come out and you, now it's kind of hard to have Netflix is free now because the whole, your business model is based only on subscription-based model. Yeah. So how do you compete? Like you said, how do you compete with YouTube? How do you compete with things that's actually free? You know, some people might might be willing to pay for it, but some people might not be willing to pay for it. And then you add the fact that they're trying to put ads now inside of their, you know I mean, their programming, which is like, we're not used to that. We're not accustomed to that. Like we're accustomed to seeing ads on Hulu, right? Like we're accustomed, even if we watch the Disney Channel, like as I put our kids, like we're used to seeing commercials inside of these, these programs. I'm not used to seeing commercials on Netflix. So like that might, you might lose an audience for even trying to change, you know, the business plan in that sense. Cause it's kind of late in the game, right? But you need to figure out how to add revenue. Obviously getting ad dollars in makes sense, but your audience it hasn't been, you, they haven't been taught to, to look and view your content like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they can't do the coming to America too, and just have product placements everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was on big ass. Shout out to Eddie for forgetting every bag on earth. <laughs> My goodness, but like you have to learn to adjust. Um, and here's the scary part about Disney. Disney, in my opinion, does not have 15 great shows on Disney Plus yet. Wait yeah. till they get some amazing shows that we love to watch. <sighs> scary hours. It is going to be tough. It's another reason why I always tell people, no matter what the business is, you should not compete on price alone. Because somebody will always be able to beat you or have more resources and more capital. It's going to be tough. Earners, what's going on? Look, everyone likes shopping online, but searching for coupon codes is kind of a bummer. So make saving online a breeze with Capital One Shopping. Capital One Shopping is a free tool that instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Just download Capital One Shopping to your computer and let it do the work for you. So easy. And you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to be tough. And, and we can't forget HBO. Like HBO and Discovery, that, that move. Because when you talk about dedicated audience and dedicated following, they have shows that happen, right? Like... We, last night, House of, uh, House of Dragons premiered. Like, if you look at the pay scale of how much money that the Game of Thrones has brought to the network, we're talking over, like, $3 billion. Like, that's a core audience. If that show is now, yep. you can binge watch that. You know what I mean? Like, they have shows like that. I, I was on the plane yesterday watching Instagram. Like, damn, I really missed the show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you just got a core audience of following, and they have those shows they historically have had, whether it was The Wire or Sopranos or Sex in the City. They just continuously put out good content. Yeah, sure. So now it makes sense that they can house it because people are going to follow it and watch it. 
Yeah. And, and of course, companies smartened up. <clears throat> and the crazy part is Netflix was an innovator, but a lot of times the people, the, the part that people miss about innovation, sometimes the innovator ends up with arrows in his back. So once companies smartened up and said, well, why would I license you my content for you to make billions when I can put it on my own platform and make yeah. billions and slowly eat away market share? You have to figure out a way to create something and do something that no one else in the world can do. For HBO, it is to make timeless, amazing shows every single decade. I have no clue how to do it. Disney, that market that they have with children to grab them from three years old to mature them all the way through 35 years old with ESPN, amazing. Um, I think at some point Microsoft will probably put in a bid to buy Netflix if they go underneath a hundred bucks. Interesting. Interesting. Not a uh, hot take. It's just a, a business case <laughs> of what could happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about some topics. Um, Troy, you said something to somebody yesterday about CrowdStrike. Yeah. That you you like CrowdStrike. Yeah, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always going to say that, right? And I, I said this a few months ago when we were at the peak of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. <clears throat> in times of conflict, security becomes the, the, the priority, especially for countries that are in a conflict. But it becomes a world issue, right? Because that's when you see cyber theft. That's when you see cyber attacks. And so I've always been a firm believer in it. Uh, but CrowdStrike is, you know, if we talk about the top two companies in the space. Yeah. CrowdStrike, Palo Alto. Zscale. These are companies that we're talking about, and so cybersecurity is something that we're always going to need, right? We, as people, as businesses become more digital, as the world becomes more digital, we need more protection. And so a young lady was asking me, "What's a company that you know we haven't been paying attention to over the past six months?" And I'm like, CrowdStrike. Like, if you haven't been paying, like, if you look at the history of it, if you look at how it's been performing, it's kind of like been quiet as kept, but it's, it's done pretty well over the past uh, five or six yeah. weeks. And so that's one of those secrets that no one talks about. I know Trap was big on that a few years ago. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, make sure you pay attention to that because it, it's something that you can definitely keep in your portfolio long-term or if you're trading options, if you'd like to do that, you can definitely put some leaps on it as well. I mean, they won an innovation award last week and this morning. They got the best um, best security company award from SC Awards uh, for the fourth time. Great company. I mean, and, and it's sometimes it's these boring businesses that just chug along. I remember in 2020, Shadi, I think you said uh, only people that are not rich think 10 or 15% growth is no real gain. So right. company, companies like these that are to print 10, 20, 30% on accident that you never have to worry about. And like Troy said, as these crises become bigger internationally, you're going to need more cybersecurity to protect your business and your personal information. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And it's one of these things where um, security has always been probably the biggest thing in the world, um, going back to ancient times as far as like armies and different things of that nature. So it's like the wars that were fought previously were military wars. The wars that are going to be fought in the new world are going to be cyber wars mm -hmm. and biotech wars. So these um, these are things that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. Because it's like cybersecurity is very, very vital. And then when you start to talk about that that bio war, 
That's a whole different conversation. Um, Ian probably getting his daggers out there. That's a whole different. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I'm, I want to get some sponsors. There. Shout out to Ally. <laughs> Even when you write, they they're like it's controversy. Hey, I'm good. I'm learning. I'm learning. Content yeah, creators, yeah. please learn. You can scare partnerships in the bag away. I'm not caping. Okay. I'm just sharing some lessons with you. Very important. Um, yeah. All right. So the one thing other um, talking point, uh, the earnings um, and which companies are viable. So uh, company and why is company earnings important? Actually, let me just ask that question because you know I know Troy does the earnings report every week, and people that are, are new to investing or even people that have been around investing, they might not fully even know why. What's the importance of even you know caring about a company's earnings? Um, you can look at it as a Troy, go ahead, my bad. Okay, okay. I was going to say, we can make it real easy. You want to yeah, see, I mean, is, is the company making money or is it not making money? That, right? That's, it, <laughs> so that's the quarter, easiest some, explanation. Some companies, some companies don't make money, but can still be, still be quote unquote, good companies. Is that true or not? Because a lot of companies didn't make money for a long time. And yeah. they're some of the most strongest companies in the history of the world. And the reason why, well, and that's why I tell people, I think it's a mistake to play the quarterly earnings game and, and for everyone else you can like look at it as a report card for how they did for that quarter um but a lot a lot of times you may have a hedge fund pushing you may get a last minute push for volume there's a lot of other factors that at play because uh hedge funds and capital allocators have to put the money to use every quarter when you start to look over a year or two you really can see if a company's doing well or not sometimes like like okay shout out to my mom and dad like remember sometime i didn't bring a report card home right on time and then like my guy marcus here he had changed my grade and i'd be like here dad he like right sometimes they can game their earnings to be in their favor or sometimes we even see companies have great earnings and then fall that's why i say i think one of the biggest mistakes in american commerce is to judge things on a quarter by quarter cycle i think you should go by year by year but troy has the best explanation for what the earnings report is yeah, sure. It's your report card. It's really your report card to see how you're performing. Um, but you gotta, you really have to understand the business in itself, right? So, like, mm -hmm. this week is a big retail week. So, you got companies like Nordstrom and you got Macy's and Dick Sports are, are reporting, right? Now, based on their numbers for the past two quarters, it could show you that there's an increase in revenue, right? But when you look, when you take inflation to account and you know the prices are more, then yeah, you're gonna make more money because the prices are more. You factor in for the next couple of quarters where now it's like back to school. This is the height of the season or it's sports season. The prices being increased will increase revenue. Does that mean that they're selling out of their items? I don't, yeah. that's not necessarily true, right? Like it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, we got to take all factors into account when we're, uh, when we're looking at the earnings. And I'm going to like we, we've seen plenty of times, right? When uh, Apple had a $100 billion quarter and the next day it, it fell. It'll fall. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense. So you got to be careful when, when you're actually making plays. And I know in the futures market, especially in the options market, if you're basing it on just the earnings. Um, so there's a lot of factors into it. And I'm only speaking from experience. Yes, that's a dangerous time to play. We, we've done it before. And I'm telling you, just be careful with that. When, you, when it goes right, it's amazing. You are on cloud nine. You feel like Thor won, not the most recent movie. When it works against you... <laughs> Man, it is a pain. I was looking at uh, Macy's numbers. Macy's is almost at its low from 1999. And it goes back to, okay, 
before the pandemic hit, what incentive did you have to go to Macy's, Nordstrom's, Bed Bath & Beyond, we can touch on that, AMC, Regal Cinemas? That people are not leaving the house and now they don't have money as a result. A lot of retail companies are going to be in a lot of trouble. The luxury uh, companies will be fine. Mm-hmm. Talk to everybody I saw uh, in Atlanta, the best test with Balenciaga going. Gucci head, <laughs> head to toe, right? Um, not mad at it if you are a profit maker. Shout out to Earn. Earn had on drip drip, but Earn <laughs> by good results, right? Okay, I understand it, but but uh, the luxury companies will be fine. But for those that are competing based on price, please get them out of your portfolio. And if you walk in the base, it looked like a tornado hit it. Yeah, they no organization, no sale. And once again, I would always ask you guys when you go into a store, just ask the manager, "Hey, how's business going?" Vegeta, you know things are bad. You know things are bad. I do want to squeeze in one more question for you guys. Uh, what are the top three mistakes that you see content makers, whether big entities like Netflix or those just starting out trying to make podcasts? What mistakes do you see people making? That they should improve upon. Uh, lack of originality is extremely, extremely important. And I feel like lack of originality is something that um, you can't buy originality. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, it doesn't matter how big a company is. If you're not original and it's not authentic, then the people are not going to champion it. And I think we're in a day and age now where the people have to champion something. It doesn't matter. And we, we see that in our space, like as far as like companies, they, they have to be affiliated with us because they don't have any relevance. And it's like, you know, like you, you think that just because, you know, you have resources that you can just buy something, but you can't buy it. You have yeah. to actually be ingrained with the community and, and in touch with the world. So I feel like for a lot of content creators, a lot of people I'm seeing doing podcasts, it's, it's not something that's unique. It's not original. It's just like Anymore. a spinoff. Like it's a remake of, of like million dollar perfect game. It's a remake of Market Mondays. It's a remake of Earn Your Leisure. It's a remake of Joe Button. And it's like how many it's too many remakes. <laughs> how many times can you remix it? Remix, like remix. Never said, how many times can you remix it? So I always tell people, man, don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the yeah. crowd. Be original. <clears throat> and that will be something that will be extremely beneficial for you. And then the next thing I say this all the time is consistency. Yeah. Most people are just not consistent and they fail because of that. Yeah. Can I jump in real quick? If I've heard you say that three or four times before and I don't have access to you, when you say consistent, how many episodes should I put out? How often should I be recording? What does your schedule look like? Because some people may think consistent is like 10 shows a year. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's been every week. What Market Mondays, Earn Your Leisure, every single week, we don't miss a week. Maybe the last week of the year we'll take off. 19 keys is somebody that's different because he comes out sporadically like he might take two weeks off but he's a special situation (laughs) like a movie episode one i'm like you shoot with with. yeah but once again that goes back to the originality Originality. like he's not following no other person like his his shows look like motion pictures his topics he went completely left he's not talking about financial literacy he's talking about relationships he's talking about food he's talking about the metaverse, he's talking about aliens, just your third eye, Yo, chakra. Yeah, that 444. 444 on a set, like, right. That's it, smart, it though. 
Yeah, it works because it's like nobody else was in that lane. So he comes in the lane, and it's like you're not expecting him to have a whole production, especially on Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure was known for business. So now he comes to Earn Your Leisure, and he completely changes the dynamic of it. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, look, if y'all want to put shows and y'all want us to work with you, how is it going to be different? Matt has a real estate show. Market Money is the biggest investment show. Earn Your Leisure is the biggest entrepreneurship show. Like, Ad Cash is doing his thing. Like, yeah. how financial literacy, I mean, how much more can you get? At this point, if you don't win something, it's your fault. Like, at this point, how much more information can we give him? Yeah, and that, that would be the third thing. So he named those first two, right? Like being original and being consistent. But adding value, bro. Like people, mm -hmm. I asked this dude, I'm like, yo, what's the point of this business? You just trying to make money? And the answer was yes. I'm like, well, this is not going to work. Yeah. Right? Like, if, I listened, if you listen to what Steve Harvey told us, he was like, yo, figure out how you're going to impact a thousand people. Then come up with an idea that can impact a hundred thousand, then a million, mm -hmm. and then a billion. And if you can have an idea that can add value to a billion people, you've got something that's uniquely successful, like very yeah. like more successful. And most people just want to make money, right? So like when it when it's not working and they're not making money, then you lose the consistency. Yeah. Then you become unoriginal because it's like, wait, that worked for them. Let me try that. I'll be real. It's it's almost. <laughs> It's almost over for podcast. You're in the mood. Go ahead. If you're trying you. to get into this game, if you're trying to get into this game, Mike, hook this up. I will be honest with you. I will be honest with you. Podcasts are new rappers. It's so many yes. podcasts now. My God. You might want to start thinking. Even like I'm thinking about the next move. Like we pretty much my autopilot right now. But TV time. I don't say what you said in the van though. Don't say that. No, 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 no. Got you. Okay. No, no. But it's like yo. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. This game is getting very saturated. So People it becomes like a lot more difficult to break through. It's like rap. Like you said, it's like rap. It may not be, it may not be the path that you want to take, bro. Be honest with you. Oh. And, and I know some of you get mad when I say most podcasters don't make money. I'm not saying it's a hate. I'm just being honest. Can we I will just talk about black podcasters? Are there 30, say 50 black podcasts that make more than 300,000 a year. That's a high Heard. number, bro. That's, that's, a, that's a big number. That's a big number. Troy <laughs> politely is saying no. <laughs> I'm telling you. So even for us, like when we started Market Mondays in 2020, it was still like new for black to have black faces on podcasts. And look how quickly the world changed in one year. That's why I'm so big on like, if you have an idea, execute it. Um, I told a few of you privately, I think most content is too long. Some people are doing four hour episodes about nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Chop, you're not Nori. <laughs> like, Nori, not gonna happen. No, Shout out to DJ if it like yeah y'all got Kelly too drunk. My goodness. Shout out Pierre, man. I saw yeah, the episode. Shout out I didn't see the episode, but I saw the clips. The clips look legendary. When he had to go back and forth about, you know, he had you know take Rick Royals or Trick Daddy. Then he just he couldn't take a shot. example. Kelly's winning because he is cat like that's him. And he called out a lane for himself and he's original yes. and he was doing that like Nobody else was doing what he was doing, how he was talking, how he's moving. And, and mm -hmm. that's the original. Like, yeah. you got to, and you always got to think the next step. So, I encourage anybody that's looking to get into content, be original, but think about the next step. Mm -hmm. What's the next step?
speaking of next step, we got a big announcement next week. <laughs> oh, we'll come talk about that later on. But uh, but yeah, man, I don't want to. Can you give any clues? <laughs> any clues for the people? We gotta get back it's, to the culture. Shout out to my guy John at United Masters. I was telling him like, yo, we got a few things planned for New York. Of course, the cat out the bag as far as um, Madison Square Garden. Yes. And I'm like, you know, we got a few other things <clears throat> we got planned for New York within the next couple of months. And I'm like, you know, uh, you know, it's crazy because you know, growing up, you heard the King of New York, and you always thought of. Uh, well, it was Biggie, he was the first one to call himself the King of New York. And then, you know, Nas had it for a while. And then Jay-Z, of course. Mm-hmm. And then it's up for grabs at that point. Diddy and 50 Cent. Kendrick even wanted to be King of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York is, is, is one of these things where it was always, for our culture, it was always a, a rap artist. Um, but uh, I think we're going to open that debate. Talk um, spicy. <laughs> I like when you talk crazy. Come on. Car keys. We get on it. I mean, I, I'm not really seeing anybody, you know what I'm saying, doing what we're doing. So I, I, he's like, yo, that's he's like, yo, that's that's interesting. He's like, you gotta open up the King of New York debate outside of rap. I'm like, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Who, who else will be in contention? Uh, I mean, I, who's in New York? It's it's, it's, you know, you got the old guard as far as, like, the legacy artists. They don't even live there no more. Well, like, the legacy artists that still live there. Like, gotcha. uh, Fabulous and Jadakiss, things of that nature. Oh, okay. And then you got, like, you got new artists like Fabio Farr. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all the rap artists. They, I, they're amazing. They're mm-hmm. all amazing. Uh, you, you, you're saying y- y'all are king of New York content, right? But this is bigger than rap. Yes. <laughs> this Ian Dunlap of the Red Panda Rebellion, I said it. He's been a rap as my boy Rose ever said. Oh, man, let's talk about that later on. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I, I know we always on button. We always having a conversation about podcast wars in that fourth spot. I, I'm for real. We need to put, make Forbes do a Forbes list podcast listing. Yeah, it makes sense. If they got the numbers correct, though. Sometimes the numbers... Uh, <laughs> they work hard over there at Forbes. So they make mistakes. the podcast list. Let's just make sure the numbers are accurate. Please. Be, yeah, be, be, be unique What's content, personality, brand. Even like me, when sometimes people be like, yo, you ranting out. I can't believe he said that. It's like, hey, that's just me. But I try and back everything up with fact. Even with Keys, people are like, he's controversial. I'm like, no, he's intelligent. He's just covering topics that you have not heard before. Like even at like Ash Cash Energy and Xander's are like twins, right? He just like a ball <laughs> of amazing energy, right? Like Jaleel, seeing Jaleel like, cook, <laughs> how creative he is. Like, listen, Jaleel again, Kanye. You think I'm difficult? Ooh, Jaleel. I but am the Mountain Vision. I am Walt Disney. I am Steve Josh. I'll say it all the time, though. But if you're a child of God, how can you think small and not believe in yourself if you truly believe in God? That's a fact. I know people fact. on the street who know who some of the grimiest and they believe more than some Christians. So I love to see Jaleel and B cook like just be yourselves. But I'm going to tell you, Sean said it earlier, so I'm going to back his point. Even, and I brought up Loon. Congrats on the deal ever vote. Loon paces slow too. He'll slow flow you to death, but he is so comfortable being him. And when I saw him at Revolt for the first time, he was like, yo, I'm going to be that dude next year and he and the way he said it i'm like i don't know who he is but <laughs> i believe you and it turned into something seeing what 85 and what, what chad is doing 
And what Ryan is doing behind the scenes, I talked to Chad the other day. I'm like, man, y'all doing 20,000. Like, it's nothing. Inspiring. Yeah, they doing it. Shout out to 85 South, man. They, they definitely. yourself. Whether it's Trump, O'Reilly, Oprah, Kanye, Diddy, J, 50, all those personalities are different. There's a lane for everybody. Derek Grace. There's room for everybody. Derek Grace, happy belated birthday to Derek Grace. Happy yeah. belated birthday to Fat Joe, too. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Crack. Joe Crack. Oh, yeah, Both, both, both of them. Yeah, King of New York, it. huh? <laughs> what other podcasts for the uh, in New York? The, uh, shout out to Weezy and Alex. Joe Biden. Uh, Joe and Joe, Jersey, Joe. Joe, I love you. You're my dog, Corey. Love you. Joe and Jersey. <laughs> He's a Jersey dude for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. interesting. That's it. Uh, Earn your leisure and uh, humble decisions. Start to do. L- listen, you got to give yourself, like, even when I was like, hey, the greatest investor of this era, like, I was talking to Travis. I'm like, I don't mean nothing towards those that I rock with, but I'm like, I have to give myself a title. Yeah. My name born. Ian Dunlap, a born name. <laughs> Master investor and greatest investor. It's controversial. The highest title. And when you, you talk, when you talk about King of New York, I have to hop on this, but it's 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 what you do for the city too, right? So when you see Dykeman and you see all of those banners, that's because we actually support the tournament. Y'all we moving like Bad Boy right now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm like more to come. Like you, see, like yeah, you see the vibes. Right? You, you see Thanksgiving turkey giveaways. You see, like I said, what we got planned, what we announced next week. So it's about. Can you give them a clue? Give them a clue. I don't know. I like when you get like this. Every time you're in LA, Jesus, Jesus, just say a little bit more on the E and the 19 keys. Wait. Remember, remember Kanye, remember Kanye, and remember his journey. Um, yes. TV time. If you follow Kanye's journey, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll know next week. It's the blueprint. Yes, sir. So easy. Sure, what are we doing? Uh, yo, Ian, we're we gonna go a throwback, right? Yeah, you know, you know let, let, let's we, do it in the best fest special and give some we, exclusive. You're gonna go into presentation mode? Yeah, let's go for a presentation. Uh, mode. Uh, I'm sure everybody's gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna give you the permission right now. Can you see Got my story? China's real estate market is considered the most important sector in the world. The total value stands at 60 trillion, more than an entire US equity market and two times our housing market. It's unraveling. Now with the S&B predicting 30, a 30% drop, which is 1.5 times worse than a 2008 crash. I've been telling you guys for over a year, don't touch Chinese stocks. I love Alibaba. I think Jack Ma is probably one of the greatest entrepreneurs of this century. But when China is choosing to go to war with us at all costs, you can't invest in that market. Leave it alone. This is not about me beating my chest, although sometimes I feel like it is. Um, I am signaling a warning sign for you guys to stay out of trouble because what I don't want to happen is you show up in New York or London and be like, yo, I should have listened to you, but man, I listened to somebody else and now I'm down 80,000, down 50,000. Down sixty thousand, down two hundred thousand. I met some of you at, at InvestFest who told me he was down two million dollars. It's not worth it. Let it go. Um, Chinese real estate market is collapsing. So when I say that it's going to fall apart, and of course, will the economy come back? Yes. But if China's real estate market has a quick downfall next year, it would have a huge effect on us. Um, 
Let me show you this video really quick about the economic death of China. And I want you guys to write this down as your first homework assignment of the week. China, a terrible part of history, could be about to repeat itself. In 1989, Chinese students led massive protests in Beijing, which threatened the power of the CCP. So Chinese government retaliated and attacked its own people using soldiers and tanks, resulting in a... In other news, Coinbase uh, will be a meaningful beneficiary of the Ethereum emerge, JP Morgan says. Hey... I'm not anti-Ethereum. I'm just letting you know what people are saying. And I know some of you also had an issue with the housing take that I have. Here's one thing I want you guys to know. There is no money and no value in opinion. I want you to go look at the, the gross salary every year of David Tepper, Paul Tudor Jones, Warren Buffett, Einhorn, and compare them to Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, and whoever else that you see in media talking about a category of interest and look at the differential between salary. I don't care about nobody's opinion. I'm only giving y'all facts. If you choose to listen to them, so, and shout out to Stephen A and Skip and Shannon, shout out Unk, right? But the ones that are on being pundits don't make the money that hedge fund managers make. My end goal is to be the greatest investor to walk earth all time ever, excluding nobody. I don't care about the hot takes. Um, but I'm here to tell you, like home, if home sales fell 6% in July and the mar housing market is in there in a recession and over the last year, the market has fell 20%, that means we technically are in a correction territory heading into a crash. If private equity is not spending as much money, if quantitative easing and the Federal Reserve say, says that I'm not buying any bonds anymore, the bonds have to actually pr provide some damn value. What does that tell you? We may go through a two-year period where we're in the bear market. For those of you who have houses and you're like, hey, what do I do with the information? If you have a house that you like and you want and a good deal, if you're going to hold for a 10 or 30-year period, it matters not. For those of you in real estate, if we are four standard deviations outside of the range of which we should be, we are going to come down to a normal area. I love you guys. Last week, I made some comments on Netflix, so I want to give full context um, at first when I was like, let me put the video together and put my notes. I was going to come on here on my, 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 uh, Flex Hogan, shout out Funk Flex. I just want to come with my macho man thing, but let me break down why I'm telling you, um, Netflix will probably be the first one of all streaming services to go away. More than likely Microsoft or Apple is going to end up buying Netflix if it goes under a hundred dollars and 37 cents. But let me pull up some more of these facts for you so I can make you a better investor. Um, total debt, $16.6 billion at the end of June. Total liabilities, $27.3 billion. I'm not an economist by any stretch of the imagination, but $27.3 billion is a lot of damn money, right? Uh, it reported its first quarterly loss in a decade. The customer base that they have hates when they increase prices. That's a terrible thing. Uh, in 2022, they're projected to spend $18 billion on content for you to burn through it in one weekend while you're having sex with your side, bae, and never watch it again. Tell me what happened to episode four of Stranger Things. Man, I got a great idea. Troy Rashad, let's, let's shorten these shows. 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Disney's spending $33 billion on content. Peacock is spending $3 billion. Netflix has an 18% profit margin. Now, when we get to real numbers, 
18% profit margin is not great, especially when you have a competitor like Apple that is a luxury brand. The number one brand in the world is a luxury brand. Their profit margin is 28.8%. And Google, who owns YouTube, profit margin is 29.5%. So those two alone are putting an incredible amount of pressure on Netflix. I know for those of you that are in LA and you're filmmakers and you're like, hey, they're never going to stop. Trust me. I know a couple people, man, don't make me call Weezy right now and get Weezy on the line and, and give you some insight. Things are changing. Trust me. So I don't want, once again, please clip this part up. I don't want Netflix to go under. And I think because they needed growth, hedge fund managers is the day that I'm referring to. Netflix got bundled up and they were one of the ones who end up going up too fast and too high. But the thing that killed Blockbuster, too much debt, is the thing that's going to end up killing Netflix. If America is broke and financially broken, why do you think a company that holds that much debt and people are upset to pay $14.95 for a movie that costs $157 million? How the hell is that a good business equation and a good business model? But what do I know? Enjoy. Shout out to my guy, Josh. Um, I saw him this past Thursday, I think, and he made the equation or uh, made the statement that Apple is the perfect stock. And when you look at it, damn near is. Um, if you look, Apple is technically a value stock, a growth stock tied in one. They're 5% or 4% off their all-time highs in the middle of a bear market or pullback. They are the largest weighting in the index. So when you buy Apple, you're technically buying the index. They're the largest weighting in the S&P and NASDAQ. They are a dividend stock, luxury stock. Berkshire bought 4 million shares. And I can't name seven companies historically that has been better in terms of managing a business in comparison to them. I know sometimes people want all these exotic ass companies that supposed to shape the world and we'll do chart time later and we'll walk through some but man when you guys ask me i don't know where to start with investing what should i do two tech two index no stress for those of you who like hey why do you need two they anchor one another so most investors want value or growth the s p 500 gives you value or slow steady growth the nasdaq gives you fast growth apple and microsoft are so big that once again, if they collapse, it would destroy the American economy as a whole. Some of you are not old enough to remember what it was like during 2007 and 2008 when Lehman Brothers went under and it affected the American economy. How many of you, please put Lehman in chat if you heard of Lehman prior to the night? Silencio. So if Apple or Microsoft goes under, it would destroy our economy. These are probably two of the safest stocks. And when I tell you, you only need to focus on a few that's all you need to do. Um, I want to clarify my comments on Ethereum. So Ethereum, 110 bucks is the low the boat price. So low the boat, I would define as the price in which you should buy an investment or asset class at the rock bottom price where it's at recession or depression levels. So for those of you like, yo, what's up on a, on Ethereum 110? <laughs> I know. Wait, wait, wait till Vitalik come on here. Boy, I'm going to shake the internet up. Uh, these next two years, boy, I told you about Meta and the challenges they were faced with TikTok came true. Told you about Michael Saylor potentially being positioned out of his company if Bitcoin got to 20000 
came true. Told you about Bitcoin going to 20,000, came true. Told you they were recovering in 63 days. Please put in chat, are you here to gossip or are you here to get rich? This is the thing I love about investing and trading and actually being able to trade. Man, nobody opinion or anything matters not. As long as TD Ameritrade keeps my access and Ninja and Trade of Eight and all the other firms out there, right? And all the other brokerages, you're good. I'm not launching a campaign against Netflix or Ethereum. I'm just telling you the truth of where we may end up. But if you don't believe in my statement and my takes, you are more than welcome to take your life savings and put them into Netflix. And let's see what happens. And you'll be good. Real quick, let's go through a couple ETFs and a couple stocks tied to China that you can invest in. And the homework last week was, what are the four ETFs you can invest in or short if China falls apart? Let's go through a couple of them real quick. And the same thing goes with any asset class. Please write this down. Only invest in the top four. So if you look at Bitcoin, I'm currently at 21,335. Remember when the world thought it was impossible for us to slide to 20. But if you look at these areas up here, anything in the 60 and 70 range is a no-go. These are the areas in which you will want to exit or take profit. You do not want to buy here. This is a no-buy zone. You only want to buy in the trenches. A simple thing you can do is just mark off the bottom of each month and then that can tell you a price of where you can get in. Do not buy. And once again, if somebody is telling you to buy or going on like three month media campaigns telling you to buy something, it's only because it's in their benefit to do so. You don't have to really push your asset class if it's good. If we look at Ethereum, um, Ethereum has slid down as well. Um, I told you guys last week to buy 1544 on August 20th and went to 1531.73. You would already be in profit for those of you who executed and did that. I am proud of you. Let's go to some of the ones that we talked about in China. CHIX. Is, does this look like a good one to invest in long term? Yes or no? The top are, is up here. Is up here. The bottom ranges are down here. Stock is currently at $11.99. I really don't like it until it gets maybe to $8.30. Let's look at KBA. Put these on your watch list. I don't want you to buy them. Don't want you to buy them. Um, but KBA is another one in which you can look at and which you potentially can short. I want to say this now. It's a homework question, but I'm going to give you guys an answer. How long should you short a company or asset that is falling apart? How long should you short a company that has fallen apart? In the worst case scenario, I only want you to short it for three months. And here's why. You can short a stock and at maximum, if it is not leveraged, the highest return you can get is 100%. The risk is unlimited though. And if you don't have rules in every trade that you take and you don't stay away from emotions, it can lead to a lot of disaster. Um, so I only want you to short something for three months and you still need to sh short at the top of the market. So if at top of 2020 or 2021, you were shorted in this area, I would not be mad. Now it's almost at the value area in which you should be buying before you touch it. Look, let's look at FLCH. This is a five-year chart. Is this something you will want to invest in? The high last year, $38.35. It is now $19.25. Yes or no? Let's look at PGJ. This would have been a hell of a short if we could have caught it up here 
Shout out to everybody in Dream Team and the Snipers. If we could have caught it in this range from 84 down to 72, yes, it's at 28 bucks now. Now the move is over. If we go look here at the bottom range, 20.59 and 11.38 are like the all-time low areas in which to buy. Those are the only areas I would look to potentially buy those long-term. Hold on. The number one thing I want you to know, and I tell you guys all this, this all the time, you don't have to gamble. GXC is the next one. So <clears throat> when everyone was talking about the crude trade from last year, nobody was talking about short China. I said this at InvestFest, and I said this here on the show. Investing, especially when it comes to trading, it comes down to who has the best information. And I know some of you get disheartened and be like, well, I don't work for a fund. Neither do I. Um, I don't know billion-dollar hedge fund managers. Neither. They're knocking now after getting 70 and 80 things right per month, right? Only thing you have to do is read. And when you do your own homework and don't rely on anyone else, your thesis and ideas is a lot easier to be uncovered. K-U-R-E is another. I'll zoom past these. Let's go to EWT. Let's go to KRGN. Not there. Let's go to MCH. There's two new. So let's look at crude. And I'll talk to you about commodities. So when everyone was saying oil was the way to go because the market was falling apart and we, we could look at USO. Um, and USO went from 54 bucks up to 90. And then it went from 90 down to 74 by the time you're hearing it on mainstream news the trade is over what happened to the guaranteed kathy wood arc play everybody who says play to y'all be playing with y'all money i'm telling you like and i know sometimes my delivery is not the best but man if i see you about to get killed you about to get gunned down am i supposed to whisper to you you're gonna get killed i want you to die Y'all make this so much harder than it have to be. Please, if right now in November, if Russia and Ukraine start to have issues because Russia begins to play with the natural gas supply, what is the trade you should take to profit off of that situation? Please write this down. I need you thinking six months to a year out. Three weeks. It's not going to cut it. And trust me, if Apple falls apart and is no longer one of the top companies ever, I'll be the first one to swing that banner and swing that flag and tell you, hey, it's over with. It's dead for Apple. I would love to. In the interim, though, continue to buy them. Like I said last week, if Michael Saylor would have just held on to two tech, two index, even though his prospectus was based around Bitcoin, he would still be alive today. And it's a bunch of hedge funds who don't like him. If you ever saw billions, you know the game that they're playing with Michael Saylor because they don't want him to get control of an industry and get higher returns for clients the same way they didn't, they didn't want Kathy to. Because if you got 25 to 30% return a year for a client, now you fuck up the entire industry for a whole bunch of people that cannot trade. You have to understand who the enemies are of the people you're investing in. And as Peter Lynch once said, you cannot be a superstar analyst an investor and be a media darling at the same time it's too damn hard you end up putting arrows on your back to stop you from actually getting the gains for your clients that you need i really just want you guys to be able to win on demand these next two to four years are going to be tough um, and given a political climate of not having some amazing candidates things can get even tougher 
Um, but a harsh truth is the inability to listen is going to cost you millions over these next five years because a lot of you would rather be popular than it be profitable. And boy, I'll tell you, when that cash coming in, that popularity, that shit shoot up a little bit faster. Shout out to the parents. I'm sorry for cursing. I'm going to do better. God ain't done with me yet. My baby Xander told me he want me to quit too, so that's my new thing. But I want you guys to stop focusing on being popular online and focus on being profitable because a lot of the people that you're looking up to are dying on the inside because of the games that they have to play being in the industry that they are in. Go ask your top 10 celebrities that you love and ask them, are you happy with where you are? And watch how they hesitate and then throw on the Hollywood act of, yes, I always dreamed to be here. And when I was nine, I used to twirl around in the mirror and dream of twerking for $2 only fans. Okay. Um, let's go to announcements real quick. Of course, I want you guys to um, come slide through London for InvestFest Euro movie. Market Mondays in Madison Square Garden. The rebellion will be in full effect. A bunch of surprise guests. I cannot wait to see y'all there November 27th. Um, I know I never did the birthday sale, so I'll activate that Wednesday and I'll run it for the rest of the month and part of September so you guys will have time to get in. Um, you can catch us at Future Proof with my guy Josh Brown September 12th, and we'll be doing a uh, live version of Market Mondays there. Um, you know, shout out to Nick Cannon, shout out to Cliff, a little while in that episode coming soon. I mean, hey man, I'm telling you. Stick with us. And some opportunities for those of you in the rebellion are going to open up real soon, too. And I want you guys to do me a favor and go rate the podcast and give it five stars. Um, I love you guys dearly. You guys have asked about water ETFs. Uh, we're getting shortages all across the world. And the only one that I really love is CGW. Let's go look at the chart real quick. So here is CGW once again. Um, two tech, two index. If you choose to invest in anything outside of that first, you are making a mistake. Um, CGW slid down from $60.90 to a little bit above $45, and now it's at $49. Um, we are seriously going to have to face and fix a couple of big problems in the United States. Water shortages um, are going to be one of them over the next five or six years. So you want to stay out of this zone up here for sure. And you want to look to buy around these zones down here, the 28 to $40 range. You want to wait for things to go on sale. I know it's easier to say, forget it. I'm going to just buy the new price and hope that it goes up. But one thing I want you to know, and people know this in real estate, all of your money is made based on a price that you pay for something. If you have to hope for something to go up, more than likely it's not. Um, and some of you were super upset about this Ryan Cohen situation with Bed Bath and Beyond. And I know he made the statement that he's tired of small investors getting taken advantage of. But if we go back to pricing, as we talked about before, let me pull this up for you. You never want to buy off hype. Please write this formula down. First, I want you to look at the five year month chart of any company that you're choosing to invest in. Number one. Number two. If the high was not within the last two years, it is not a good company to invest in long term. All my swing traders and all my traders, shout out to you to do Forex trading. And if you leverage uh, leveraging crypto, you see this all day, right? So the, the white candles are upward or bullish candles. The yellow candles are down or bearish. It hit these previous highs before. 
in January 2021, it got to 53 bucks. Um, in June, it got to 44 bucks. This year, in April, it got to 30 bucks, and it slid all the way back down to four dollars and eight cent, and it shot up to 29 bucks. If you just walk through Bed Bath and Beyond, right? Even back in the day, like when I was in college, and they were sending out them 10% off coupons to everybody in America. Like discounting products that are already discounted is not a good business model, right? But anytime you see someone start to hype the meme stocks up tremendously, the downside is greater than the upside. Truth be told, Ryan is just doing what any investor is going to continue to do and should do. And they have found that if you have a community behind these stocks, that they can use you and your family and your friends and your capital to allow their liquidity. So he got out and everyone else is holding it. But if you look at this slump down from $80 and 82, 82 cent, you can see this is not a good company to invest in. This company started falling apart in 2014. Let me zoom out a little bit further. I mean, if you look, look, look at this. This is the all-time chart going back to 1992 when they first IPO. Um, Bed Bath & Beyond is almost at the 10% price level of, of the all-time low. So we had a nice run from the 2000s and post-2008. And honestly, even in 2008 through 14, a lot of that run-up was from the Federal Reserve printing money and quantitative easing being pushed into the market. Um, and I know sometimes you guys feel like I don't want you to make money from this trade. If you get in and you're disciplined as hell and you're able to, to jump in in five or six days and make money, great. Let's look at a day chart real quick. So if you was able to catch part of this move, 450, even on a gap up when you saw it went to 11, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But when you saw it got to 25 bucks, gaps usually fill. So if it gapped up to the upside, you knew that it was going to slide back down. And technically, in a few weeks, Bed Bath & Beyond is probably going to come down back to $8.29. If it breaks that floor, it's going to go back to 4 bucks. Use the trades. Don't let the movement or the person at top use you. This is why I always tell you, you have to see who is investing in these companies and who is pushing this narrative and who all of a sudden on a Monday makes these stories go viral. Because guess what? I want to tell you the truth. If you're black or brown, nobody who runs a hedge fund is going to come to your community and tell you, yo, this is the blade, this is the one to the moon. No, it's not going to happen. Never in history has it happened. And if you think that a community is rallying around a position for your benefit, you're going to get taken advantage of. I'm sorry. There's no other way to put it. And shout out to one of the greatest investors in the crypto space, Sam Bankman Free. I want to um, read you an article and thank you for sending this to me. Um, but please listen. Th these are his words, not mine. Um, now, that is all with the assumption that the overall macro environment does not degrade from here. If the NASDAQ has another 25% left to drop, and if interest rates are actually going up to 7%, and if we're going to be in a recession for two and a half years, in that world, I think Bitcoin might go down to 15K or 10K. Then there may be a new round of carnage that comes from that. This is not me. Go put that shit in your Discord. Might clip this one up. Sam says it's not me. I'm just re reporting live. Shout out to Lester Hope.
everybody in Chicago they used to report um, Mark G and Greco right listen you for every investment that you make two questions you have to ask yourself am I the sucker in this deal or am I the one finessing and that's going to end up on the top and if all else fails what is the worst price that this asset class can fall to and where should I buy it now if you're holding you still have to take in consideration that Bitcoin has provided the greatest returns for any long-term investment over any two to seven year investment cycle. Walks Apple through the, through the park and destroys it, whoops Google's ass in terms of, of performance. But as um, Michael Batnick told us before when he was on the show, the higher the risk and the stock or asset class that you're investing in, the higher the reward and the inverse is true. So if you want the 60%, 80% in a month gains, you have to take the drawdowns of 40, 50, 60, and 70% um, when it's happening. Um, in a survey, half the people who took the survey responded, 52% um, of companies says that they are planning to do hiring freezes over the next year. For those of you that are creators, creatives brand builders future empire builders put your foot on the gas now i know you heard the story about groupon uber facebook all the, disney all these companies being made in the recession it is out of necessity and i always tell you guys it is no one's job no company's job on earth to provide you financial protection or stability the purpose of a company is to make money for that company to take care of their family that's it that's what commerce always is. That's what American capitalism will always be. And they'll put a cute veneer on it and tell you something else, but it's not. It's not. Now let's get to some trading tips. Number one, I want you to print out your chart every single day. I want you to mark off your entry and exit. And then I want you to mark off where you should have gotten in and where you should have exited and see do they match. What you want to have happen is over a three month period, where you should have gotten in and where you should have exited began to match up. And I'm going to tell those of you who have been on a journey of overtrading, now has to be the time that you stop. Because now is the time that your family needs you. If you have people that have been supporting you and believing in your vision, it is now time that they see some fruits of the sacrifices that you've made and they've made in supporting you. And I know um, it's hard to stop over trading. Bigger target, bigger target. Risk $1 to make 25. What is the percentage on that? If you risk $1 and make 25, what percentage of trades do you need to win in order to be profitable? The number one thing you can do to fix your trading errors, number one is walk away, which no one does. And I can't wait to get together with Dream Team and the Rebellion to put y'all in the house and kick y'all out the house after y'all take y'all trades to make you walk away. But number two, Put in the target so big that if you hit it, this game set match. Number two, the market trends 20 to 40% of the time. After that, the market is choppy. Number three, expect bigger and easier returns when quantitative easing is in place. And when quantitative easing goes away, expect for the market to be rougher and have lower gains. Now, because the Fed said, I'm no longer just giving away free money. See, for the last 14 years after Obama came in, like the, the Fed was the simp. 
right? So he bought the flowers and he sent two thousand dollars in cash out before he got the date, right? Uh, he, he was sending a little lingerie and texting a good morning and a good night and wasn't getting no play. The Federal Reserve now is like, nah, I need to get a return on my investment. Quit being a simp. Start listening to Fresh and Fit or Andrew Tate or whoever, right? And said, listen, I'm only going to print money if it's in our best interest. I'm not going to buy bonds just because. So now when a market is tougher, you have to hunt a little bit deeper to get good gains out of the market. And the great part is it may suck to go through it. But when a market finally stabilizes, it's going to be like taking candy from a baby. That's why I mentioned to you guys, August 24, 2015, when a Dow was sliding apart. Nasdaq was falling apart. The Russell was falling apart. Fell a thousand uh, points at the open. Got in the swing trade. Held it for two weeks. And I was like, man, I got it. When the entire world was panicking, all the practice that I did led to that point where I can pick my move. Now looking at it, I should have short from the London through the American open, then executed my swing trade, and then in other accounts shorted for four or five hundred points every three or four days in the interim please write that plan down because as the market falls apart you should make three to six times the amount of money you would normally if it was to the upside you need a target for a choppy market so what are you going to say i can't make money i can't produce i can't pay bills because the market is choppy you still got to produce write down what your target is going to be for crypto for forex for futures for stocks when we're in a choppy market what are you going to do what is your target going to be and yes it must be one target for every market that you trade if you change your targets every other day it's going to cause a lot more anxiety if you stick to the same ones it becomes a hell of a lot easier you need a target for a bull market which I can't wait to that fully returns for those of you who are asking like hey what do I do with my portfolio continue to put money into it but don't look at it <laughs> you open up the portfolio on a Monday or Tuesday and the market slide down. It'll make you want to just cash out everything. You can't. You still have to invest for the long term. And you need a target for a bearish market. If you were there at InvestFest, I gave you those targets. Next, the weaker your discipline, and I touched on this earlier, the bigger your risk to reward needs to be. Most people are not disciplined in trading, but the great part is because this is a mathematical game, you do not have to be the most disciplined to win. You need the biggest target in order to win it's better to under trade and win than over trade and lose over traders are no notorious for over trading because they don't really want the money that comes from trading they want the excitement that comes from pushing a button and having access to a certain amount of capital and it's a lot of inner work that you have to do and rearranging your beliefs in yourself and then change your financial thermostat to believe that you're worthy of more a lot of you can trade your ass off you like your analysis is great but when it's time to hit the button when that fear sets in and your heart is beating 100 miles a second it's because you know deep down you're not going to do what you should at the right moment this is a sport i'm telling you now i want today be the last day that you guys over trade and truth be told, because a lot of these funds are having trouble, a lot of these technology companies are having trouble. Shout out to the snipers. Like, you don't think right now with Netflix falling from 700 to 200 and some change, they couldn't use us trading in their company to float up the revenue? Trust me. Shout out to Meta. I'll be there September 1st. 
Yeah, let's get to the talking. That y'all are gonna see me manifest what I talked about. Shout out to the squad. You're gonna see me right now. Shout out uh, to Boosie. Unlock my guy account and my IG live too. Right? But right now, there may be a hundred companies that are publicly traded that have no issue with cash flow or revenue. Imagine how much of an impact you can have if you just stick to your system and how many people in your family, your community, and your business community in the world you can help. The choice is yours. Business owners, brands, and creators, please set five grand to 10 grand a month for long-term investing. Um, if you invest $10,000 a month for a 21-year cycle, you'll walk away with $11.3 million if you get a 12% return. And let's be honest, for most business owners, you can snatch 12% return out of your company alone. For those of you in real estate who are in business, please don't let people tell you that you don't know investing. If you know branding, if you know how to build a company, you know what companies are great and you know which ones are terrible and which ones are going to fall apart. People love to tell you that you don't know so they can monetize off of your perceived ignorance. But if you're out here building and you have a big fan base and you already know what the top electronic vehicle company is or the top fashion line is currently you already know how to invest in the market and you'll be good um, and I have to say this for traders please do not bet the house on any one trade unless you have a track record of one out 100% of your trades I know it's fun to gamble and not have a stop and to throw all your money into one trade and potentially make 50 or 60 thousand dollars and a lot of people over the last two years preyed upon you guys about that you don't need discipline. You don't need long-term. You don't need Apple. Great. And then when you lose all of your money and they don't know how to trade options, what happens? When they don't know how to trade penny stocks, what happens? I'm going to tell you honestly, people that are who are good at the craft, and this is why I love when like BitBoy came on and everyone thought we was going to have this big clash, right? One of our best episodes. Everyone who can actually invest and trade all feel the same way. And I'm going to tell you like this, men that are actually making money are too busy making money. And from the money, women are going to come and they're having too much sex to, to bicker and argue with people about trading and investing. It's a lot of people who are trying to angle towards you guys because they see it's an opportunity. And for the first time in history, like we figured out a formula to even get black men interested in investing. There's a lot of money there in that. Stop letting people trick you out of your spot. Please put in chat, I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be rich. I deserve to be free. And in this journey to freedom, a lot of the battles that you're going to go through, you're going to have to block out the people who don't care about your well-being and who are just trying to use you to get to the next level. Um, take any indicator off of your screen that does not allow you to take a trade off of it. So when you guys have RSI, I'm like, if you are using 70, 30 or 80 20 rsi 95 5 is much better but if you're not taking your trades solely off rsi or anything on your lower don't have it on your screen you don't need a lower study to tell you if the market is going up or down don't have any indicators that you cannot trade off of and uh shout out to dana this is one of the dopest quotes i've seen in a long time um he sent this to me on ig and he said i honestly cannot remember the last time i didn't watch the london and the american open consecutively in the same day a lot of you guys want to know what's the secret. It is watching this like a hawk. Tip for you. Record every open session for the American Open and London Open for stocks, crypto, forex, futures, any derivatives. And I promise you, 
if you end up watching 90 days of film on those opens it's not that hard the market can only do one of two things the market can go up or go down all those candlestick patterns and formations and all that that's an exotic way of saying up or down but hey you can't sell a book off two candlestick patterns please be careful for my long-term investors please realize the market is only down 24 out of 195 years and crashes last less than six months most times in a severe bear market the market is only going to be down two years so 99 through 2001 was really rough 87 through 89 was really rough but even in night the crash in 1987 the market ended up for that year please stay focused on investing for the long term investing is not hard it's actually one of the simplest things that you can do if you've ever tried to build a business building a business is 15 times harder than investing in the market especially when you tune into the show every week two tech two index no stress v-o-o-v-t-i apple and microsoft buy those four if apple and microsoft fall apart i will be sure to tell you but until then and the crazy part is Apple is what everyone wished Ethereum and Bitcoin was, which Solana was. In the crypto space, invest in the top four and Ripple can make a couple of ripples in the market if this case goes well. Let's go through a couple of charts and we'll wrap up. I want to just tell you I love you guys. Um, oh, and this last thing regarding elections. And six months after the election passes, volatility normally clears up. So we may have a little bit more rocky, um, uh, more of a rocky stock market and have a little bit more turbulence. But six months after the election is over, I told you guys this in, uh, two years ago, things are smoothed out and we'll be back to the upside. Let's end with charts. Love you guys. Man, I got to ask y'all before I get to chart time and I drop these last few lessons. Who do you want to see um, in New York for Market Mondays Live? I got a couple little ideas I want to try and do and, you know, me, Troy, and Shadi, we planned a couple of things, but let me know who you guys would like to see at the event um, in the comments. Shout out to all my people on the East Coast, everybody, Irvington, East Orange. Um, shout out Corey Joe-ish. Y'all better slide through. Uh, listen, listen, Joseph, Joseph Anthony, I don't want to hear about you being mad about the little text. You know what I mean? You get invited to the party, you know what I mean? And you don't slide through. Corey, what are we doing? Shout out chat, everybody at 85 South. Um, this is the ultimate secret for your financial freedom. You need to pair long-term investing with your business, with swing trading, with short-term investing, while avoiding income creep. So some of you are like, y'all want to get to 50, 60 grand a month, and then you turn around. I saw you on Invest Fest, don't lie. Some of y'all spending 50, 60,000 a month to put on clothes, to take pictures on Instagram, and still go home and not get none. I ain't moving off that. Y'all got all the jewelry. All the jewelry. Y'all looking good. Hey, man. <laughs> um, plus life insurance while being balanced. For my people that own companies or own brands, why are you not taking part of your profit and investing that into long-term assets and swing trading? Because truth be told, those companies are not going to leave you behind those companies are going to be around and be more loyal than most employees and most business partners. And I know some of you may think you may not need it, but I'd rather you have that capital working for you. Because if I, I always said it, if I can walk you right now into Google 
even Netflix, and say, hey, I got a partnership for you. Would you like me to set up the partnership meeting for you? Everyone says yes. And then I'll say, hey, why are you not investing in the company in the interim? It's one of the things that you can do to give you a great hedge and a lot of safety um, in the market and give you predictability. Because the one thing we all want in a business and in our financial well-being is to not have stress. Um, next tip, only take 12 trades per year if you're not a professional or if you are not returning $7 for every dollar you put into the market. For those of you that are doing options, you need to look at that put call ratio indicator every week on Y charts, or if you can find it on uh, another site for free, great. But you need to see that what is the actual ratio of puts to calls to make sure that you're going in, in the right direction. Um, and Ian Castle said this before, but many of the greatest investors only have a handful of investments that make up the lifetime of their gains. There's only three ways you really can invest. You can invest for income and you can buy a bond or a stock to give you a dividend. You can have a growth stock and a stock that will grow 10 to 25% in a year or value something that is undervalued and grows really slowly. But in the interim, if those trades are not working, please write these down. These are a few commodities that you can trade that are always going to be around. Number one, copper. Number two, soybean. Number three, corn. Number four, cotton, um, which given with slave trade, like the cotton industry was the tech industry in the 1600s and 1700s. So that's why when we collectively had to pick cotton, that was America's original startup idea was to play the arbitrage of human capital and not pay and inhumane conditions to offset cost. And if you look at what the return on investment was, um, which a lot of companies model themselves after now, were based on the returns that they got back in slavery. The next one is wheat, coffee, oats, and lumber. So I'll say them again. Coffee, soybean, corn, cotton, wheat, coffee, oats, and lumber. So even if you cannot find a great stock to trade, those commodities will be there. No, no matter what. Um, Jake Freeman made $110 million off a $25 million investment, investing in Bed Bath & Beyond. Whew. I'm not mad at the kid, but if he made 110, once again, the same thing I said in InvestFest, if we pile together and we build a fund together and we collectively own it, how much could we make together? It's up to y'all. Let's go through these charts real quick and we can wrap up. Love y'all. Um, let's go through AMC first. Um, if you're in AMC, hold it um, at $18.02. I wouldn't touch it right now. Um, I can never count AMC out. I would. It's not a primary pick. It's not a top five. It's not a top 10. If you believe in the company, you can hold it. Um, they potentially could push back up to 27 bucks. I would exit there and be done um amc right now will be a no-go unless you're already in it let's look at amd amd i like for the long term going to hold it for three years we should go through another recession like cycle 
mid 23 or top of 24 um i will wait to maybe 66 bucks to get it then let's look at cco carnival cruise lines nope had a lot of uh volume as of recent but nope i wouldn't touch it um ford uh historically i don't like um automotive companies but i do now it's going to be tough um stock club members you already got the article they're trying to get rid of all dealerships and go to the Tesla model where they're selling directly to consumer online. If they can pull that off, it would be absolutely amazing. Now, every state that does have regulation for those that own those dealerships because they are underneath the fr franchise model. So it's going to be tough as hell to get underneath that from underneath that agreement. But if they can, um, yeah, Ford is going to do absolutely amazing. Um, I'm excited about that. Amazon, yes. I like let's look at SoFi and I'm going to try and cover a bunch of stocks I normally don't talk about SoFi nope can't touch it look at this $28.26 we talked about it before the low earlier this year was $4.82 has now $6.33 don't touch SoFi for the long period Bank of America mm, okay I don't love it though GCT it went from 12 bucks to 16 is now 48 um you know my rule any for any stock that's this new i need you to wait at least 90 days before we look to invest in it dna no was that 15.86 last year it's at 2.85 i mean if it gets to like 34 cent and you want to just gamble i would not be mad at it if you want to swing trade it not mad at it stne nope same thing I will wait for FCNE to break down to maybe two bucks and I will ride it up to maybe six and get out for a swing trade. STNE is not a long term hold. No way. American Airlines, no way. Oh, let's go to WBD. Warner Brothers Discovery. Nope. Was that 70 bucks last year? It's now $13.73. No. And I know some of you are going to be like, hey, a bunch of stocks have fallen a ton this year what separates the ones that are quality and number one are they top five overall number two are they top five in their category number three do you know anybody using it no i don't hear any fans that love Warner brothers tilray the entire weed space is terrible until they pass national legislation um if you can open a dispensary great but i would not touch the stock uber no no GM Nah Verizon Nope Hell no APDN And when you actually comb through This is a great homework assignment I mean for anybody who got in Maybe at 70 cent And they wrote it up to 4 bucks Great But if you look um, 2016 APDN was at 138 bucks It's at 4 bucks now No This is a good swing trade So for my swing traders You can put it on your list and potentially hold it and ride it up. Let's look at football. Trash. Roblox. But I was saying, if you actually go through Roblox, I mean, if you get back to, you probably get filled at 22 bucks flat if you're looking to hold for long term. But I mean, it fell from 141.60 down to 22 bucks. Some of this is just common sense. Like, if you're losing this much value in a company, you do not want to touch it. And the crazy part is the economy is not as bad as it could be. Um, let's look at Robin Hood. No. Historically, I do not want you to invest in 
brokerages. Let's look at Coinbase. And you can see, give me one second. Um, of course, we all know Coinbase hit a high of 429. It got to a low this year, $40.83, and said 74. Great. Um, and I have no issue with Coinbase, not campaigning against them either. Square, nope, would not touch right now at all. SLB, nope, trash. If you actually go through these stocks, homework assignment for everyone, print out the Russell, two, do, well, Russell 2000 last, do the Dow 31st, then S&P 100, then the Russell 2000. If you go look at the actual charts and look at the five-year month, you're going to see most companies are falling apart. Wayfair was at 369 last year. That's 57 bucks right now. No. AMRS. There's not a lot of value. AMRS was at $500.89 in 2011. It is now at $2.88. Your stocks that you invest in should cost at least as much as the shoes you buy. This shit is not that complicated. Um, CGRN. No. G-Sun. G-Sun gets back to maybe 20 bucks. You can hold it long term. E-Y-E-S. No. Can you guys see, if you're looking at a five-year month chart, which we have here, can you guys see the trend of a lot of these? A lot of these are under 100 bucks, which is a sign is no good. They'll have one month or a couple of good weeks that pushes them up like here. We're going from a dollar forty-seven, shot up to twenty bucks, and we all want the trade that goes from a dollar fifty to twenty-five bucks, uh, so we can dream about what we'll do with the money, right? But then when it falls apart, you have to know when to exit. And this same thing happened recently. It went from a dollar sixty-nine up to five dollars and twenty-seven cent. No, leave it alone. For my swing traders, good trade though. If you if you know the time when to get in, MAXN no good. ECFC. Um, for those of you who come to London, I want to let you know I will be exclusively covering stocks um, in a European market in German DAX. So I won't be hitting you with two tech two index, even though they do have index funds there. Um, I'm going to cater the presentation that I do with trap to you guys. SFIX, no good. REAL. Like ladies, like remember, you know when you be out at the club and the club out the clothes and it's two thirty, you got the ugly dude in your face who been hollering at sixty two women all night, and then now he trying to get to you because it's like closing hours. This is the part of the market that we in right now. Um, riot, no good. Seventy nine dollars went to seventy twenty five. Remember when riot and Mara was all the hype? No good, man. I don't know what to tell you. I will. Ha I will say though, my competitive advantage is that I can trade futures. My stance on some of these may be different if I didn't have the futures market. Um, SBEV, $26.99 in 2018 is now $2.13. No bueno. No good. No good. No good. No good. It's like a purple. Nope. Nope. VOD. Nope. VOD went from $13.18 last year to a lower of $1.28. Like these are all like the ones that I'm mentioning that are trash right now. These are potentially good swing good swing trades. AMTX is okay. Let me look at COMP. No. PCB. Like if you actually go through the Dow and S&P, you will literally see that only maybe, and I'm being generous, maybe 10% of companies right now have any value. The Fang era is dead. 
I'm not beating up um, on Meta. But that, that era is dead. Um, let's go through a few more before we wrap up. What was the biggest lesson you guys learned tonight? I appreciate you so much. LHDX went from $37 down to $1.36. And this isn't like 2007 to 2008 when like um, Steve Wynn's, let's look at Wynn. Wynn went to like a dollar and some change in 2007 to 2008 and it was a trade of a lifetime. It is not that. The, like I'm, I'm being honest. A lot of these SPAC products, companies that went public um, who shouldn't have man I'm 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 really concerned homework for everyone if you have not read Ray Dalio's most recent book I need you to read the first hundred pages by next episode JAN hit a high of $31.83 you can see of course by this huge pin bar that the volume did not stay there so we end up closing down here around what is this 10 bucks some change yeah nine bucks is now at three dollars and ten cents at some point we're going to end up having some congressional hearings and they're going to have to make a decision of how companies go public because most of these are pieces of shit i don't know how to be more clear i'm not cursing to curse but i don't want you guys to say well you weren't clear on which ones were good and which ones are bad right Two tech, two index, no stress. Save it there. Um, and if you go to macrotrends.net, let's go here real quick and I can walk you through. This is one of the things I can do to make it real easy for you. Um, macrotrends.net and go to stock research. They'll list the top 25 companies for you and it will tell you the market cap. So Apple, Killing, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, United Healthcare, one that slept on a lot. Meta is there, NVIDIA, Johnson & Johnson. Um, and I gave it to Stock Club last week when I put out the prices, but give me another month. I'll give you guys a sleeper that I have not talked about. Johnson & Johnson, solid. Visa, decent. ExxonMobil, I would not touch. Walmart, solid. Procter & Gamble, good. JP Morgan, good. Um, at some point, we're going to have to redo this list. And of course, Lily. Like, Lily... Um, I wish I could have talked about it in 2020, but I have a bunch of friends that work there. Eli Lilly is probably the sleeper that everyone should be investing way more in. Right, let's go look at it real quick. And let's look at Eli Lilly for the last 20 years. I mean, let's just look at it recently, though. Um, if we look since 2017, look at this upward growth. All you have to do is buy quality. And let the profits roll in for you. That's crypto. That's real estate. Um, that's across the board. Only thing I want you to do is buy quality companies, quality assets, and let the money work for you. And even if we go recently, they dropped down to 296 when the market was falling apart. They are now at, at 322. Buy quality. I want you to write in chat. What are the four companies that you're going to tie your portfolio to and hold on to forever give me the four crypto four stocks the four cities that you're going to invest in real estate and leave it there investing is really really simple don't deviate from that i love y'all i appreciate y'all dearly but as i said last week china is going to have some issues unless well i know i keep telling y'all i'm gonna let y'all go look at me lying and over delivering as usual 
if you look at Alibaba here, the high was 319.32. Jack Ma had to go on vacation because the government made him sit down at $57.20. That's the all time low. I like it if it gets back to that low or if it gets below 50 bucks. But right now at 89 bucks, it's almost 20% from the all time low while being one of the greatest companies in China. And they didn't even let him take his other company public. Macroeconomic environment matters more than anything. Trust me, when these two or three years of roughness go away, for those of you that have been diligent and put your money away, you're going to be rich as hell, and I'm going to be proud of you. And we're going to go to Turks and Caicos and Mexico and Hawaii whenever we want to. And for those of you who don't listen, I'm sorry. Arrivederci. We'll send you a postcard. Love y'all. Over and out. Amazing performance. Outstanding. As always, that's very nostalgic for people. Uh, if you haven't watched Market Mondays in a while, or if you're new to Market Mondays, you might not remember that. But there was a point in Ian was doing a lot of presentations. So, you know, we just try to add as much value as possible. But yeah, that was um, one of them ones. Thank you. And um, I feel like, you know, it's the presentations are always good because you can actually go back and watch them as like a reference point. Yeah. So it's very, very good. And um, from a learning standpoint, some people learn differently. Some people learn how we're talking right now, but some people learn like from visual learning, yeah. visual learning yeah. as well. And it's very soothing. Yeah, you, you, you mastered that. You mastered that. The, 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 I like calm me. Yeah, the calmness of the investment. Yes. Like, I've like watched people, and I love it when people post it, but they actually pausing the videos, writing down the notes from the slides. It's like, all right. But sometimes you can miss things, right? Or misinterpret yeah. them when they're being talking. It's like, we, we switch subjects. But when you have it written down right in front of you, now it's a teachable moment. Now it's like, I can write this down. I got my notes. I can go back and yeah. review. I can use this as a point of reference later. Um, so yeah, it's always dope to have those, man. Unique that, content. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Unique and the content. king of New York once said, most consistent, realist stories, and my interviews oh. are gonna- um you know shout out to all of our rap friends but you know it's just it's time for a new a new king and uh multiple but we'll be um generous rulers <laughs> yes i like yeah. la you <laughs> Stay on this vibe. Katsuya after. Yes. Eric Adams, call me. Man. Oh, you're going to get some calls about this King of New York thing. Trust me. Um, <laughs> it changed so much. You guys are so humble when you started. Now these guys are different now. Oh, you get it now. <laughs> they use the culture to elevate themselves. I hate when y'all say that. I'm like, you know how many offers we turned down to be away from the goal? Oh my God. What? <laughs> there you go, man. There you have it. Uh, speaking of New York, don't forget legendary market Mondays will be in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, on yes. November 27th of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one, night, one night only. Market Mondays live show. A live show. If Amazing. you don't know, we've been, we've been doing live shows for Market Mondays. We did the Apollo. We did Hobby Center in, in Houston, Texas. So we're circling back around and we're going to do it bigger than ever. Uh, Madison Square Garden, we surprises. We're going to have 
high low. We're gonna have everything. Madison Square. This is gonna be a night to remember. The whole weekend is gonna be a, a weekend to remember. Oh, I want to say this too. Last year we did Black Friday, uh, which is you know a big big day, and um, you know I know that that's probably like one of the biggest travel days. A lot of time people you know they be like, well, I, it's hard for me to leave my family. Thanksgiving, so we gave you a couple more days. Uh, New York during holiday season is probably the best place in the world. Mm -hmm. It's a very good time to visit New York. If you've never been to New York or if you're not from New York, it's a very, very good time to be a tourist in the city. Yeah. Um, and you still get to eat Thanksgiving with your family and then travel because it's on a Sunday. Um, so take your family with you. And if your family can't make it, leave your family. It's that important. <laughs> leave your family for the weekend. This will be up on Hollywood yeah. Unlocked from yeah. one of the competitors. Now he's telling you, not first of five hundred dollar dates. Leave your family, and now he leaves his family. Come back, come back on Monday. But uh, trust me, it will be beneficial to your family. Yes, especially the men. It'll be beneficial to your family, which you yes. learn on Market Mondays live to potentially change your life. The connections that you make could potentially change your life. If one of those ones, man, anybody that's been to any live show that you've ever done, whether it's Market Mondays Live, whether it's Vest Fest, whether it's whatever, you can never say that you didn't walk away with a gang of information Movie. and a connection and, and a, a whole Rolodex of connections. So New York City, y'all been asking when we gonna do something in New York. We're back. We're back, bigger than ever. This will sell out. Get your tickets, don't play yourself. Uh, a perfect combination of edutainment, a mix of education and entertainment. Mm. Now, following from that, bigger than ever. It's called it's called the never deliver strategy. I love LA. You can y'all just move bigger than that. Well, what's the Greenberg version of LA out there for y'all? Like MG, get the paperwork in. I like this you. 50 shoddy, I like this. Uh, if I get Troy mad, oh my God. Never. He never uh, will. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Weekend. We are doing a European experience like none other in Best Fest Europe. We are headed to London live show on Halloween VIP on October 30th. This will be once again. Yes. This will be one of them once. Yeah. Halloween in Best Fest Europe. We bring in all of all the guys with us. We bring in <clears throat> All of the guys with us. Wolfie Trap will be in the building. 19 Keys will be in the building. MG the Mortgage Guy will be in the building. Of course, the Master Investor will be in the building. Me and Troy will be in the building. Yeah. And we have more. It's called more that we did not announce yet. Our track record speaks to itself. Every time we say we're going to deliver, we over deliver. Over deliver. We don't just deliver, we over deliver. And sometimes yeah. over, over deliver. Just because of the fact that you don't know who we know. And so if you know that, then you know when we're saying that we're going to bring it to a different level. Like this Europe situation. Sit again. London this was is amazing. London, is it really real? Let's move on to London. All my K family, I need y'all there. London, uh, Manchester, uh, all of the UK family. Brixton, we coming yes. home. We need you there. <laughs> um, and then larger than that. All of the European family, we need you there. Mm -hmm. And then larger than that, Africa, you know, there's a bunch of Nigerians in London. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of people from Ghana in, in London. Africa, y'all already got that connection with, with London. Y'all go to y'all go there all the time. So or, the family's already there. 
all of the, the they went to university. Yeah, they went to university. <laughs> there. So, so y'all already got the vibe. Y'all y'all gotta be there for sure. And then all the Americans, if you've never been to London, it's one of the dopest cities in the world. I promise you. Yes. This is the opportunity. See what we're doing with this is that's why I said like it's hard to really compare with a podcast. I didn't mean any disrespect from that clip from Joe Biden because there's a so, lot of podcasts out there. So remember what Dame said. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I'm just yeah. saying like there's, no, there's a lot of podcasts that's doing that thing. Man, over game. Those are my brothers. I love them. Um, Harvard Decision, um, Mouse Jones, they yeah. killing it right now. Um, guys next door. Um, you know, it's so many drink champs. All those, those are dope. But what I what I was saying is that it's just hard to to even compare us to anybody because it's like what we're doing is just so different. Like we're actually creating tourist opportunities. Like this is tourism. Like you know what I'm saying? When we do shows in New York, when we do shows in London, like. This like we, we should be contacted with the tourist bureau. You you like, running for governor in like two years. <laughs> Earn your vote coming soon. Like like we we we, 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 we shut the airport down for Atlanta. Like the New York flights got canceled. Like it was too many. It was too crazy. Like these yeah. are opportunities to travel. Like this is life changing opportunities. Where not only are you being educated, not only are you being entertained, but you're being educated on the world. Like we take we're gonna take you all over the world. Yeah, and this is something that. It's very rare. You said that from day one. Yeah. They asked us what was the goal. We said world domination. They're like, I don't know. No, literally. We, yeah. we, we're not just meeting with like the average person. Like we sit with mayors. We sit in with board members from council, city council. That's who we're talking to because like you said, we're bringing opportunity, economic opportunity to these places. Number one from travel, but a lot of the times like people patron in the places that we go. Yeah. And so like you got to think about that whole prices go up, flights get canceled, like you can't even travel. So like we're doing that here in the United States. Imagine when yeah. we start touching other continents. Yeah. But people didn't think it was okay to travel, right? Like, <laughs> it's the reason why we go to Lagos, Nigeria. And show you like yo, you're gonna change the perception of what people thought of it. There's a reason why we gotta go to Cairo and Luxor and Egypt. So we can change the perception. Like no, nah, it's cool to go here. Look at all the beauty here. And so we don't try to just talk to I love LA <laughs> We're going to do that to as many places as possible to show you what's possible. Oh, my God. Danielle, have Troy move to L.A. too. Boy, them boys move to L.A. Boy, y'all in trouble. Danny. Yeah. 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 happen. UTA. Over. Hey. UTA. Hey. Call me. <laughs> Cliff, I'm going to hit you today. Cliff, I like, man, you better not go nowhere else. I'm, I'm not. I got you. I got you. Bitter wars. Yeah. And at Invest Fest Europe, I will be covering all European stocks and stocks in the German DAX. So I won't be too tech to indexing you to death. And I'm going to talk about how to trade the London sessions there as well. So every city that I do, I try and do custom content for. So you're not seeing the same show. Can we tell them what's happening on stage oh, with me? Or no, yeah, not that's, yet. Yeah, that's important too, right? So when we do these market money vibes, like and obviously I saw the investors are just completely different, but like even market money, like what you did in Apollo was completely different from what you did at the Hobby Center. Yeah. What, we talked, what I talked about in Apollo was completely different from what we did. You hitting the billboard in Madison Square? Listen, no, I'm, I this is my segment for you. If you yeah, didn't see what Troy put up on the billboard. Oh, we got some. We got some. Shadi, who was the only like rookie that like uh won MVP too? I know you know this. Magic Johnson and who else? <laughs> Oscar Robertson. Troy, first year trading numbers. Not first year, not first year, but it was a great year. But no, we got some more. We got some more. 
Trust me, there's more in store. No, we go. We I don't want to talk about the stage show. We let, let let's let's save that because that's a that's a big announcement as well. One week at a time. One roll at a time. One week at a time. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, nah, we love you guys, man. And it, it, it's you know talk a lot, but it's just meant for really inspiration because if we could do it then anybody can do it you know we started from humble beginnings and like i said you know market monday is not a show early release is not a show it's uh it's a cultural phenomenon and okay. it's an experience it's an experience like that's the best way to really describe it like market monday is an experience like whether you're watching on you whether you, whether you see it at madison square garden whether you you know whatever it is have you interact with it at some point in time it's it's a moment and you're gonna you're gonna remember that moment and it's an experience and that's what we want we want to create experiences so these live events allow us to create experiences outside of um you know just creating content on, on youtube mm -hmm. and this is something that we always want to just kind of push the boundaries and say like okay what can we do next what can we do next what can we do next mm -hmm. and we're gonna do something big 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 um, every time every time it's the only way to do it so shout out to y'all get your tickets to europe get your tickets to mass square garden link in the bio um and and yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see you at both places. We're on world tour right now. Um, shout out to AJ Johnson. Big episode tomorrow. Check it out. Oh, great. Black grocery store owner Oasis in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. Very very important food deserts, nutrition, uh, all of those things that you need to know about because a lot of times we just consume things and we don't realize what goes into it, especially food, and that's very very vitally important. So um, check that out. And uh, yeah. yeah, we talk about you know food deserts, but we also talk about banking deserts as well. So we, we got to take choice and look at the bank from there. How is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our community? Allies giving our market market Monday viewers and listeners a special offer at ally.com. That's URL so that you can save investments from the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash URL. Everything we need, well, they're all from Ally. Securities products and services are offered. To Ally Investors LLC member of Finra SIPC. Shout out to the good folks over at Ally. Shout out to Ally. Good people. And shout out to the Segway King Troy. Right, a couple <laughs> lessons, content creators. Take it when, when Troy put his head down and get quiet. And all the interviews, he got a fire question coming. For those of you that have like exciting personalities, Pete what Rashad did right. He did the King of New York thing, got braggadocious, then brought it down and became humble again. That's one part I got to pick up. I got to add some repertoire. Because <laughs> I'll be going crazy and they're like, never come off the Goku mode, right? Okay. So I got to go Goku and then Martin Luther King. Um, and then also being able to like to do everything. Behind the scenes, like you don't see Mike setting up the, the shows um, for the live shows, Troy setting up cameras behind the scenes. Like for my creatives right now, you have one of the greatest opportunities in history. Netflix needs help. If they start putting video games on the platform, that means if you have a show, they probably need your content. UTA, we need to make some calls. <laughs> boy, boy. Now I will say, I want to get an idea away for free. I think they need to do something other than monthly subscriptions though. They need to either increase or decrease. Netflix? Yep. And if there are certain shows that could provide a certain amount of value. No, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Netflix. Premium. A premium. You pay a premium for quality. Listen, well, we, we can get everybody in the Red Panda Rebellion, all the earners, and get them some equity. Netflix, what are we doing? We'll, we'll knock that price up back to 700 <laughs> What are we doing? Climb the ladder. Climb the ladder. Well, listen, well, well, Tabidi told me, like, what the 
actual TV shows are doing. I was like, huh? What? Yeah. Jocelyn's Cabaret doing better numbers than some of them shows. Am <laughs> <laughs> I I'm like, what? He like, bro, you didn't know? I'm like, no, I thought the show was doing $3 million. He like, man, they doing 30000 live. Jocelyn's TV. <laughs> Jocelyn's Cabaret. Oh, yeah, we, we did to get, yo, know, uh, Tesla, uh, three one split, uh, this Thursday. Uh, so if anybody is a shareholder in Tesla, uh, yes. or if not a shareholder in Tesla, just be mindful of like three to one uh, split and it's approved and it should be happening Thursday. So, yeah, they're gonna increase the volume and investing so Elon does not have to buy Twitter and give up all his money. Tesla just gonna keep splitting. Um, <laughs> Another, another. <laughs> Elon and 50 are the same per I keep telling everybody they are the same person. That's smart. They should split every year for like the, the next year. five years. Yearly splits. Yearly splits. They throw more splits in Magic City. Hey. Shout out to all the ballerinas. <laughs> <laughs> working at Pyramid tonight. Support black business. That's a fact. Look how they changed. <laughs> <laughs> jokes too. And your content, you need jokes. You need Very jokes. Very important. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you next week. Take care. Get your tickets to InvestFest Europe. Get your tickets to Market Monday's MSG. Big announcement next week. Big one. Don't play yourself. Boy. I need y'all to stay in LA for 12 weeks. <laughs> has to. Hey, what's up? Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.